into the contest. It's Thursday the 21st of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert and it's a groundbreaking day. We've almost been doing this a year and Shane Lee has gone to a place <laughs> which I thought he never would ever, ever, ever go to. I've stooped at all-time low, Timmy. I was watching The Bachelorette last night and, um, oh, well, it's the first goodness. season. It's the first bisexual um, female on there. So okay. I want to, to see what happens and... Um, yeah, the girls were very, very aggressive in the in the house the first night, mate. So, it was, it was, yeah, I'm pretty embarrassed at the fact that I watched it, but um, I'll be tuning again tonight, that's for sure. <laughs> that's what I'm boy, oh boy, the way you've painted it, you've got it on series link. All right, we've got a huge show on the way. Dave Warner in all sorts of strife at the moment. Peter Siddle, how old is he? 110 getting wickets. And uh, the Gold Coast Titans, a bold, bold, bold comment. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Shane, Dave Warner, I tell you what, he's in all sorts of strife, isn't he? I was listening to Candace, his wife, on the radio and uh, obviously supporting her husband, stick with him, but things aren't going good, are they? I might actually happen to batting with Candace, I reckon. I reckon she could probably hit him better than him at the moment, but um, the, 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 last, the last four innings um, Warner's played, he's, had, he's faced 14 balls and only scored three runs. Saying that, um, we got out to Ravi Ashwin again uh, in Australia's final warm-up game um, before they take on South Africa in the opener. Um, but, yeah, he's in a real form slump. The good thing is, after South Africa, if he can get a few runs there, he will be playing against a few minnows. So hopefully he get some form under his belt. But he really needs to get some runs on the board quick because, yeah, he just keeps shaking his head as he's walking off the ground now, getting dismissed in really ugly ways, reverse sweeping again last night. So... I suppose that's the, that's the way that 20, T20 cricket goes, but um, he's under a lot of pressure, Dave Warner, that's for sure. Only people that obviously played it or watched the game will really understand what I'm trying to say here, but when David Warner's not getting runs, because of the manner and the nature of him and the way that he rolls, it's glaring, isn't it? Because he's so bolshy, so, I mean, what's his nickname? The Bull. And when he's not getting runs, it's really obvious. Yeah, big time, mate. And um, when you put yourself out there and it doesn't go your way, people queue up to knock you down. Um, we have to remember he is a superstar of the game in all three formats. Um, he is un- under a current form slump, but he needs to get some runs quickly. Um, but he just needs to look more comfortable at the wicket. He's, the way he's getting out at the moment, he's really, really struggling to even score a run. So there's a lot going on in his head, mate. Yeah. Now, Peter Siddle. Uh, getting some wickets for Tasmania. He just keeps on keeping on, doesn't he? Mm. Uh, Peter Siddle, another five-wicket haul for Tasmania. He stays six years of age, and he also got big wickets as well. You have to. Um, he dismissed Darcy Short, Cam Bancroft, and Cameron Green. Um, now all three very, very talented cricketers. Um, ends up with five for forty off twenty-two overs. Um, 
He's not going to be in the lineup, I don't think, for Test Cricket again. But geez, he's still a very, very good first-class bowler. Does he still only eat potatoes or something? No, yeah, no, he's a, he's a total vegetarian. I think vegan, vegan, yeah, and um, yeah, I thought he would have faded away <laughs> to do a shadow by eating kale every day. But clearly, it's working for him. I might have to give it a go. Tell you what, he must rip some out. <laughs> Just got bananas and kales and potatoes. He'd be a bad roomie. He'd be a bad roomie, wouldn't he? <laughs> he's, he, he's got an extra exhaust in him, hasn't he? Now, um, Peter Siddle, well, good on him. Uh, look, he's he's always worked so hard, hasn't he, at the fitness side of the game and to be still taking wickets, uh, that, that is quite a feat. Now, James Pattinson, I feel for James, such a talented cricketer in, and obviously flickered in, in every form of the game, but injury has really plagued him the last few years and, and he's decided to retire. Yeah, on the spot, um, retired. Look, he, he can walk away holding his head high. Um, a very, very good um, test cricketer. When he was chosen, he was sort of always like the fourth pick. Um, look, he, he took five wickets in the last Ashes series. Uh, I think he played um, only in one match. But um, you're sort of seeing other bowlers coming along now, like Steckity, Mark Steckity, who took a 10-wicket haul um, this week as well. So he's probably the fourth bowler in line behind the top three. Um, but, yeah, he, he said he now wants to focus more on Victoria, um, potentially playing in the UK and spending some time home with the family. And... Um, I can guarantee you, mate, you'll be spending a lot of time with the family in retirement. So uh, it's, it's a big decision for him, but I think the knee has called it for him. Yeah, he's had some trouble, hasn't he? Uh, on the yep. subject of knee, uh, the Panthers have been called weak-kneed, slammed over the whole Tyrone May punishment. Look, they've, you couldn't question how well they played in that grand final and to, to win the way they did. But I tell you what, they have not covered themselves in glory since, have they? Breaking the trophy putting it in the pram, all the dramas. It has been it's been scandal after scandal. It has, but like let's put it in perspective. They're they're not um they're, they're not committing any crimes, are they really? They're um they've been a bit silly, right? Um you know, you're looking at both Cleary um and, and Crichton, both got seven or seven thousand dollar and a four thousand dollar fine for disrespecting the NRL trophy. And and Tyron may find seven point five K for that stupid um social media post. So I think it's time to move on now. Let the Panthers go and uh and the boys can start focusing on next season. Canberra got some problems, mate. Massive problems. Um, their young uh, number nine, Tom Starm Starling, has been arrested again outside of Central Coast Bar, threatening the bouncer. Like, what's this guy doing? He's about to sign potentially a massive lucrative contract um, that could set him up for his life, and and he's out abusing bouncers and that sort of stuff. And um, God, these guys have got to start pulling their heads in. They don't realise what what they're throwing away. He'd be doing it on his tiptoes too. He's only about five foot. Uh, nothing, uh, Tom Starling, you very good player, <laughs> like real dynamite out of out of dummy half. But this isn't the first time. This isn't his first rodeo with trouble. So, um, yeah, I, I hope for his sake and Canberra's sake that they can straighten it out. Now, the Gold Coast Titans, the CEO on the front foot, uh, Steve Mitchell, bold claims, massive claims. Um, he's saying by 2030 that the Titans will win two NRL premierships and an NRLW premiership. So that's only nine years. Nine years. Nine years to do that. And um, based on current form, um, they've got a lot of work to do. I think they, they've had some good signings and they showed some promise towards the back end of this season. But uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be saying they're definitely going to be taking away two premierships. There's a lot of work to do there. I'd like to have a bet with him. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'll, I'll say it and you can put it in print. Yeah. They are no hope yeah. of winning two Almost no hope of winning one, I would think. Um, not not with the way that the competition has uh, 
I mean, it's 2022 next year. Anyway, I suppose you've got to be confident. You've got to be on the front foot. Now, we always thought this would happen, didn't we? And it's starting to reverberate around the world, the whole vaccine sport thing. Irving in the, in the basketball, we're seeing it with Djokovic, Dan Andrews on the front foot, the Victorian Premier yesterday saying, well, if he's not vaccinated, he's not coming. And in the AFL now, we've got one of the, the women's player and a high-profile men's player in the middle of what you could only call a shit fight. Yeah, well, we spoke about Tom McDonald yesterday um, who said it's down to the player's own individual um, preference whether they get the vaccine or not and they should have the right um, to privacy and not have it. Saying that, Tom McDonald has had He's been double-vaxxed, so I don't know what he's talking about. Um, we all know that the authorities have said, the medical authorities have said that vaccines are not for you personally, it's for the wider society. And I agree with that. And and I just think um, we, we've got to get on with it, right? And if you want to play elite sport where um, the uh, the whole game's based on getting players on the paddock, um, I think everyone needs to be vaxxed to play, mate. Simple as that. Yeah, there's been a stack of backlash, not just about you, because it's mm. been an interesting study, hasn't it? And and, and obviously our, our podcast is all about sport, but it, there's never been a time where you've actually had to rely on the person next to you as much, have you, because of what's been going on? Yeah, you do, and you've got to rely on your people and your family and, and people just doing the right things when they walk into a shop by just checking in and then checking out. Um, mm. it, it's a crazy world we live in, but it, unfortunately that's the way it is, and we have to evolve to uh, to, to stay Healthy and on top. Paddy Mills, talk about healthy and on top. He played brilliantly. Oh. I was watching a replay of this game with my son, Joey, and uh, he was just banging him in. I think it was seven three-pointers. It wasn't enough to get the, the Brooklyn Nets a home against Milwaukee. But, uh, yeah, he's carried a bit of that Olympic form in to, to start the NBA in flashing fashion. Talk about a difference between him and Ben Simmons. Well, after hearing all that shit about Ben Simmons and, and all the stuff that he's been doing and how he's been carrying on, isn't Paddy Mills just a breath of fresh air? Mm. Um for his new team, the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, he's, he's come on off the bench. He's had seven shots from way downtown, um, seven three-pointers, 100% strike rate, and, and drained them all. And then he throws on top of that a really impressive um, effort in defense. Paddy Mills, you are a legend on fire. Clar- carrying the flag has done him the world of good, this guy. And I think his contract's about $13 million. I was looking at some of the contracts of other guys like Kevin Durant and other players in that team. You're, you're looking at $75 million, $45 million. So his pay rise uh, might be just around the corner as well. I do love him. I absolutely love him. I hope he does go on to Paris because he was such a highlight uh for me, was, yeah. and I'm, 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 I'm sure I'm not alone for the Olympic Games and the, and the manner in which he carried himself and played and the, and the team spirit with the Boomers, it was fantastic. Now, Rugby Union, Quade Cooper, his chances of touring the UK, uncertain because of his contract in Japan. Boy, this would be a blow, wouldn't it? Not only for him, but, but for the Wallabies because he's been in cracking form. He's really met his potential. He has met his potential, and I think it goes with... Um he almost sort of gave up on his international career a bit, and he's just come mm. back, and, and I think he's just relaxed and, and eased into it, and he's played brilliantly well for the Wallabies at number 10. Um, but his Japanese club, um, Kintetsu, um, he's under contract, so he's very unlikely that he'll miss the tour to the UK, which would be a real shame because the Wallabies are starting to get a little bit of momentum, and having him at number 10 sort of directing, him around, directing the guys around the paddock um, has been um, a bit of a revelation there. So... Yeah, you have to watch your space, Timmy, but I don't think he'll go. He won't be released, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I hope he is because uh, that series against South Africa, when he came in, mm. uh, and nothing against the young bloke, but he just brought balance to the team. He brought yep. sort of a sense of calm 
And uh, they're a very good team. They're a talented football team. Now, heading to the UK, Ange Postacoglu uh, at Celtic. They're happy today. A world-class performance and a great win over Ferenc Varos in the, in the Europa League. And it was interesting because it was a game at three o'clock in the afternoon and Ange got out and he goes, oh, okay, I'll take all the hits for all the school kids that didn't go to school today and everyone <laughs> left work early because they had to do it because there was a Rangers game on uh, that week as well. So they had to go at three o'clock in the afternoon. There were still 50,000 there. Yes, there was, mate, and a great 2-0 win. We spoke about uh, earlier in the week that it was going to be a big sort of 20-odd days for him. Um, this is a great start in the, in the Europa League. Um, and thank God you said the name of the other team, Timmy, because I did, I did not know what that word was. Yeah, well, I've just done my best, Ferenc Varos. <laughs> it's the old, the old radio day, Slobodan Zivijinovic, Goran Ivanizovic, yeah. and then you get to Tom Smith and you go, Tom Smith, you stuff it up. Yeah. Um, uh, the A-League, this is yeah, uh, interesting, isn't it? Former top referee unhappy with the treatment of match officials. We've seen them striking and oh, this is the kind of story, look, you just don't want it. A-League's trying to get its identity. It's moved uh, its broadcast deal across the way. It's so poorly affected by COVID. And then you've got a problem with the whistleblowers. Yeah, and um, look, they've gone on strike, as you said, Timmy, and they want to be treated the same um, as both the players and the coaches. Uh, they feel like the, the poor cousin there. Um, but as you said, Timmy, it's just not a great look for the A-League. They're already struggling for... For, I suppose your share of market and um, and and getting the eyeballs on to watch their matches and out out to watch their matches. So yeah, it's it's just a not not a great look for them. Yeah, absolutely. Now not a great look. Um, Brad McNamara, he always had a good look. Didn't he? Your, your former teammate, my former fellow workmate at Channel Nine for many many years, we toured the world covering cricket, but. Uh, one of the great characters. If the book is ever written, it'll be great to read. Oh, yeah. Bradley Buzzard McNamara, as you said, um, was a very, very good creator for New South Wales. He actually taught me to bowl at the death um, in, in one-day cricket. Very, very good bowler himself and, and batter. Um, but we always used to go to the Woolloomooloo Bay Hotel after mm. every match on a Sunday night. And they had these sort of plastic cups down there that would concertina. And Buzzard would finish his bourbon and coke and smash it on your head. And, and that meant you had to go back to the bar and buy him another one. This went on for a few weeks, and then the next week I went to the bar first to buy a round, and I smashed this plastic cup on Buzzard's head. Unfortunately, they changed the cups. Oh, what's going on? Yeah, it was a really a tough plastic. I, I cut him through his head. <laughs> anyway, we stopped doing that, but uh, it was a tough lesson to learn for Buzzard. End up at St. Vincent's? <laughs> yeah. No, he, he, I think he just poured some vodka on it, mate, and ploughed on. He was pretty tough, old Buzzard. <laughs> Yeah, follically uh, challenged as well. There wasn't much to protect it. He's got no air. That's gold. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Support today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you then, guys. Take care.